0: The show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Fashion Friday. Well, where do we begin? <laughs> okay, I've got a great show. I've got lots of stuff to talk about. That's why I'm excited. I've got—I don't even know where to start with my notes. Um, but let me start with kind of backtrack a little bit last week I talked about refreshing your wardrobe and um, I actually got some questions through social media which thank you very much um, on this and I was like oh was maybe I wasn't clear enough or I'm, I'm so or people are just uh, really interested in this so either way I'm excited so I got a couple questions on um, there were similar questions how to get started and you uh, Not so much how to do it, but just how to get started. And so I thought I'd just give a couple quick tips first to talk about that. A little later in the show, I've got an update on Barneys New York. Very excited about this or I should say Barney's New York products. <laughs> um, so to kick it off, I wanted to start off with, um, you know, refreshing your wardrobe. I always say that this is a great time of year. I would usually say twice a year. This time and then again in September, I think are the two best times to kind of um, go through your your wardrobe. Great time to do it. Most of us are, are home more, if not full time, at least part time. And um, you're also doing a couple of things. So you're doing something constructive. You're doing something. It's, it's, productivity, and your, um, it's going to feel better when you kind of shut everything, and you're also shopping your closet, which is also a good thing. So I guarantee you, you will find at least one or two pieces that you say, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. I know I do that all the time. Of course that might be attributed to the fact that I have so much stuff but uh, nonetheless um I like to say a well curated closet <laughs> or closets that's how I like to put it um although however I'm not a hoarder trust me I'm not a hoarder just very well curated and someone recently said to me you are s- they were in my it's, sec- it's like a second closet, basically. It's overflow. Um, it's a room that I've turned into a closet. So it's um, yeah. So it's not-, it's not my primary closet. They said you are so well organized, and I said, well, I have to be. <laughs> number one, it's my job, part of my job, and number two, look at all the stuff I have. If I wasn't organized, this would be a mess. Then I would be a hoarder. It would look like I was a hoarder. So anyway getting started. Here's the couple of things what you want to do. You really want to edit your own closet and kind of rework your favorite pieces. So I'm just going to go through a quick few tips. Rework your favorite pieces. And when I say that, as you're going through and you're pulling out the things that you love, take that. So for example, if you've got a, you know, printed sweater, cardigan, and you, you know, oh, I usually wear it with these black pants. Try to rework it and think of at least two different ways that you'll wear that. Oh, maybe I'll wear it with jeans or maybe I'll wear it with a with a maxi skirt, a pleated skirt. Maybe I'll wear it belted, maybe I'll wear it, you know, with something different under it. So try and think of two different ways to wear your favorite pieces. Start there. By the way, take a photograph with your phone so you'll remember cuz you won't remember of new ways. So, you know, it's easy to kind of lay things out on the bed or the floor, whichever you want, and take a little quick picture with your smartphone. Um, Then you want to make a list of needs and wants. So clearly two different things. Mine usually blur together, needs and wants. But um, what I mean by that is what are you missing in your wardrobe? I'm I'm actually giving you the, the tips that I use as a stylist. So you should be your own stylist. So you look through your wardrobe. Gosh, I have a lot of neutrals Neutrals are everywhere right now. They also happen to be a very big trend. And in general, I find this part of the country, we usually have a lot of neutrals anyway, trendy or not. Um, Very different from people from closets in Florida or Texas or L.A. So I say... Add some color if if you like that. Uh, even if you say, no way, no how, I'm black, white, gray, beige kind of gal. That's what I like to wear. Maybe that suits your lifestyle. Maybe that suits your career. Maybe you've got a, a uniform. Or maybe you're just not into color. That's okay. But maybe you inject a print. So maybe it's a neutral print or stripes, or maybe it's a different hue of the same color. So for, for example, this color I've been noticing a lot, I've been actually been wearing a lot, I like to call it toffee. Some people can call it butterscotch, some people can call it like, you know, a, a sienna brown. It's a shade of brown, basically, but it's a ver- it looks like brown and honey, if they had a baby, it would be this color. So to me, if you think of actual butterscotch or toffee, like a piece of toffee, it's that really beautiful golden brown i love it i have a coat i've got a bag i just bought a pair of pants i really realized how much i love it so that's a neutral and it's not a, a shade of brown we have seen a lot in the fashion world we are seeing it more and more now because brown happens to be moving to the forefront so again maybe you add in different shades of grays or blues that if you if you do love neutrals so needs and wants and then wants would be just you know fun things wish list type of stuff then you're going to shop smart. So then if you do make a list and you are shopping online or heading to the store maybe or making a, an, a virtual appointment with a salesperson, you really want to shop smart. But if you've done all this before and really edited through your closet, made new new looks for your favorite pieces, and then made a list of your needs and wants, you're then going to go to the store or go online or go shop, I should say, with a different perspective because it's now fresh in your head of what you've got and what you want slash need. Um, then I'm going to suggest the next thing, shop local. We f- often forget about this. At least I do. And and more and more I'm reminding myself, let's shop local. Let's all help each other there out. Um, if you're here in the Greenwich area or even if you're in the outer skirts, you know, Stanford, Norwalk, um, Westchester, it, it's we're all a community. I mean, I shop basically from here to from, I would say, between – sometimes Fairfield, but I would say between Westport and Westchester, I pretty much in between all every town in between. <laughs> so um, shop local and most local uh, boutiques will also have a website. So you don't necessarily have to go there in person. Um, you can certainly call. I know there's a lo- almost every little shop now I know has, if not a website and Instagram. So it's really good. That's usually where they update stuff. It's great to call there and say, hey, I'd love to purchase this. Or maybe they'll work with you and can send you items. You give them your credit card. They send you a You know, some items to try. If you know, you've got to call and ask, of course. So, shop local. And then, my favorite, shop thrift, vintage, and consignment. You know, it's my favorite. Um, Obviously, this is different. We're talking about different. Um, I think it's not a different customer. I mean, I'm definitely all three of these, but there is a big difference. Don't confuse thrift with vintage and consignment. So thrift is, you know, Salvation Army, um, different uh, stores where people have donated items. Vintage is obviously very different. Um, That is more usually pricier items more valuable items um more one-of-a-kind items things like that um so obviously the the price can really vary and then obviously consignment are is more of like where there's a, a deal made between the seller and the the um the place where you're buying it so um also, also similar to vintage, but um, it's usually if you go to a trusted consignment shop, uh, the store owner, or shop owner is usually pretty picky about what they're bringing in. So, um, you know, they have relationships with the consignees and or consigners. Consigners and consignees have relationships, and um, you know, that's a little bit different, a little bit more. Um, what do I want to say? I want to say, I feel like consignment shops are usually more specific in what they're selling. So it's usually designer pieces, that kind of thing. Where a thrift store is like a hodgepodge lodge, you know. And and I think that's great because the fun of it is like digging, you know, through the, through the stuff to look for something that I would deem a treasure. <laughs> um, and then obviously vintage is just, you know, for me, be all end all because it's old. And usually when it's old, I love it. <laughs> and then lastly Repurpose and upcycle. So this goes hand-in-hand hand with the one I just mentioned. Um, you can do this but yourself as you're shopping your own closet. Repurpose, um, upcycle. So change little things. Maybe it's as simple as swapping out buttons, adding maybe a hem or a cuff, adding a detail on the shoulder. Maybe it's a jacket you want to add some patches Or epaulettes or little things. Um, If you can't do it, maybe someone you know can, or maybe your local tailor can. If it's simple things like hems and stuff like that, you can usually change and adding little things. Um, Maybe you wanna just stress something if you're brave enough to do something like that, or or tie dye or bleach, whatever it is you wanna do. Um, Repurpose. So repurpose what you've got. And and, um, if you can't, there are some great places, by the way, we have right here on Lewis Street is Kodo, which is literally two doors down, um, which is a store that does do consignment and also they have their own brand, but they also do uh, upcycling. So you can contact them and they certainly would help if you've got a great coat and you say, gosh, I don't wear this anymore because it's a bit outdated or... I've got this great fur coat that was from my grandmother but I just I don't wear it and you want to wear it. Um, It's just maybe the long-haired and little old-fashioned. They can help you kind of update it and it's great because you're still keeping the integrity but you're just making it so it's more wearable and it fits you better you know changing maybe the lining or maybe it's shortening the sleeve or adding something different. Um, They do a great job. So those are my tips on that. Hope that makes it more clear about getting started and it makes it super easy honestly it's really fun if you just set aside a little bit of time to do this I think it's uh, you know make it fun turn on some music maybe you can have a friend over maybe not I don't know uh, maybe someone in your household can help a, a sister or a mom or brother um, or spouse if you're if you're brave to go there uh, <laughs> you know just make it fun I you know I tend to do this but on my own but I set aside time and kind of just plow through it all and uh, you'll feel better you'll feel refreshed all right so let's talk about barney's new york i'm very excited about this so this is the information i have found so as we know barney's has shut months ago they shut down uh they went into bankruptcy so Sachs teamed up with the licensing firm that that kind of bought their stuff so it's, it's called Auth- authentic brands group is the is the firm so they basically acquired barney's new york products you know, out of bankruptcy, I guess you could say. So what's happening is Saks will pay a licensing fee to operate both com and have sort of a shop within their shop. So I, the whole time I was thinking, how is this going to work? So I haven't seen this yet. I haven't been to, to Saks. I don't know if it's every Saks or it's just the flagship in Manhattan. I'm guessing it's probably just the flagship. Um, so I, I haven't been to Manhattan in a while, but... Um, Maybe in the upcoming weeks I can go. We'll see, and I would love to check this out. But I did go to barneys. dot com just to see, and it's there. You click if you do the Google search, you click on it, and voila, you're at Saks.com. dot com. You're at the Saks website. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it just redirects you. But apparently, I spoke to a friend. Uh, an insider that does work at Saks, and apparently, I believe it. They said the fifth floor was basically where they're dedicating to the Barney's product, so it's Barney's at Saks, is what they're calling it. Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. When I looked on the website, it was clothing, um, so it was sh- clothing from Barney's.
0: Is this just gonna go on until they run out of product? Or will they start making more product under the Barney's name just to keep, keep filling the, that store?
1: Well, that is exactly what I thought. Oh. And I thought, I don't know the question, the answer, hmm. I don't know. So that's I do want to go there. And actually, I've got some contacts there, actually, uh, people I've relationships for a long time. And I want to see it visually myself because as soon as I see it, I feel like I'll, I'll be able to know. And then I want to talk to a few people to get some some questions answered but I thought the same thing I thought all right well are they is it kind of going to to be like what happened with Bendel's Henry Bendel's so Bendel's closed actually there still are some brick and mortars there's still some stores but they're kind of in like Columbus, Ohio, or you know, random secondary markets. Um, but I will see uh, Bendel's products I've, I've seen. So maybe it's going to be like that. I don't know. And it's very like grab and go kind of touristy looking stuff, you know, like t shirts and little bags. And it's not it's not actual product to me. That's just like, yeah, like stocking stuff or kinda you know, little little gifty ideas. That's
0: the Bendel stuff you're talking the about.
1: The Bendel stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I don't know with Barney's. I my guess is they're obviously they're gonna run out of product eventually. So right, well they they then just start to have things to fill the space with well a licensing fee I don't know, that's see that's the part that, that I was thinking they will continue to fill it with product under the Barney's label. So I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. So to be continued again. (laughs) All right. On that note, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I've got 2021 Springs, uh, uh, 2021 Spring Trends Worth Adopting. You won't want to miss this on 1490 WGCH.
0: Or visit them at AdCorpMG.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally. As personally as you do.
1: Welcome back to Fashion Friday. Okay, so 2021 spring trends worth adopting, or at least worth taking a look at. I wanted to go over this. How could we not talk about trends today, right? It's the beginning of the year. Um, So, there, you know, there's some out there that I'm like, oh, gosh, no way. And then there's other ones I'm like, okay, I think this would be great. And forget the word trend for a minute. It's actually just things items that may already be in your wardrobe and um if not i think are are worth the investment so um and that will have some longevity that's the important part so i'm saying trends but if you say well i'm not trend driven that's fine i i get it i'm not um Super, super into you know wearing only what? Well, I don't personally wear only what's trendy. I wear what works for me. Um, but remember, I always say trends—something that's on trend—just you have to look at it from a different point of view. It's just about accessibility. So um, it's great. So first one on my list are basic maxi dresses. Again, even this was quote unquote not trendy. Um, this is worth having. I think this is a closet staple. I think this is flattering on everyone. It's comfortable. You feel pulled together and it's seasonless. So you can find a maxi dress in the summer, little spaghetti straps or a little tank version. You can find it in the fall, in the spring, in the winter where it's a heavier material and it's more like a sweater dress, um, you know, made of a cashmere or a cotton. You can find, I've seen now maxi dresses made of what looks like a sweatshirt material, I don't know about that. Um, I push that into the category of loungewear, and we all know how I feel about loungewear over it. Um, But, you know, the point is I have been seeing you can buy a maxi dress in pretty much any color any fabric for any season and this is definitely ageless so anyone can wear this you can wear it loose it can be a little more form-fitting it can be looser and you can belt it which is how i would recommend it because um, i still like to have a, a you know an hour, that hourglass figure i don't like things that are boxy but that's my personal opinion um i am uh Short. <laughs> I was. Gonna, I was. Gonna, I was going to say um, vertically challenged, but I'll just say it's short. <laughs> so um, anyway, maxi dresses. Love again, fitted or more flowy, whichever you prefer. I think it's a great investment. Second on my list are wrap skirts. We're seeing more of. I thought, oh, forgot about the wrap skirt. I love this. So wrap skirt or wrap dress makes me think of Diane van Furstenberg immediately. For sure, closet staple, um, but wrap skirt specifically. And there's more of an updated hemline I'm seeing. So I've been seeing a lot of that midi length, midi, midi, so between halfway between the knee and the ankle. And I'm like, oh, I love this hemline. Um, It isn't for everyone, I'm going to say that. But depending on, believe it or not, there's like that couple of inches that just makes the difference in the look. So your midi might be different from someone else's midi. My mini with short legs might be a little bit different. You might say, well, that's not quite halfway. Midi is just somewhere in between the knee and the ankle. So whatever, maybe it's just an inch or two below the knee for you. Maybe it's more towards the ankle for me. So whatever that is. Um, but I love the wrap skirt. And listen, I think this can do double duty. You know, a wrap skirt, so if we talk about, again, just like the maxi dress, if you're getting something in the summertime, a lighter fabric, it can even turn into a cover-up for a swimsuit. It can it can even be a cover-up for a swimsuit that you're wearing as a wrap dress. All it takes is maybe a little stitch or a little pin, you know, to secure it. Um, Or the opposite, if we're in the winter months, it's a heavier fabric. It really can be – I just love this. I feel like it's easy to put on. You can wear something like a bodysuit underneath or or a button-down woven shirt or a cardigan, whatever it is. It's just something that's easy. And I always find the wrap dress because you can kind of tighten it, cinch it to your – to really fit your body and tailor it. Uh, um, It's not something you then have to – I guess more it's like almost one-size-fits-all type of thing. Maybe not one size, but it will fit more different body shapes because you're just kind of tying it and pulling it. Um, And a lot of them are stitched, so the tie might be more of a faux thing or the tie might just tighten it a little bit, but there's still like a small, medium, and large sizing. I just, regardless, I like the way it looks. I think it looks, um, it gives like a very pulled-together, polished look and, and very sort of tailored. Next on my list is relaxed trousers. I love, love, love this one. So again, don't think trend. Just think, it's an alternative to loungewear, to sweatpants, to jeans, to leggings. Um, And so, and I say relaxed because not so um, tail, still tailored, not so um, fitted, and not so structured. That's the word I'm looking for. So not necessarily like pants that would go with a suit this is something that is just more relaxed so maybe there's pleats in the front maybe there's just pockets and they're a little bit more baggy um, loose not like huge baggy Um, and it's a straight leg it's not tapered it's not a wide leg it's just a straight leg, maybe a little bit on the wide side, so um, and and uh, again, very relaxed, so fabrics can vary. this could be something that's more of a flannel-y or a thicker fabric. this could be something that's a lighter cotton fabric um, it's This could even be jeans, but they're just more relaxed, so they're not fitted whatsoever, and then you're really pairing it back with something that is more structured so that way it doesn't look sloppy. So a just a crisp white button-down shirt I would love. Or maybe it's a fitted camel-color black turtleneck. I'm thinking neutrals for some reason. Um, Again, elevated chic is what comes to mind. It's not sweats. It's not leggings. It's not jeans. You can wear it with a sweatshirt. I've seen, they actually have in my phone, I've got a little folder that has inspirational pictures. So whenever I see on the internet someone wearing something, and I love this outfit, I screenshot it. I put it in this folder, and that's my inspiration. And it's all different people. It's like celebrities to non-celebrities most of it is non-celebrities just everyday girls um, I'll see it either Pinterest or somewhere on social media and one of the pictures I know in my mind now I've yet to to do this look but it's this girl who has relaxed trousers on they've got little pleats in the front she has uh, her hands in their pocket and she has a sweatshirt on it looks like a vintage sweatshirt but it's not big baggy bulky it's just fitted like normal fit, I would say. And she's got a button down shirt underneath the collars out. And the sleeves are zhuzhed up a little bit. So you see a little bit of the button down coming out. It just looks so pulled together. But yet that's I mean, I would wear that that would be weekend wear, you know, it's a sweatshirt. And she just looks fab. So she was also a beautiful girl. But um, the point is, it looks great. And it's a nice departure from skinny jeans as well. Piping details was next on my list. What is that? This I love. This is something definitely a throwback, um, but we saw a lot of this on spring, summer 2021 uh, runways. So they featured this. Basically, it's just outlining the silhouette, something that's very flattering. I love this. And it was a lot of suiting, but I think even if you had like a blazer and it was just outlined all around the lapel, maybe all around the edge of it in a contrasting piping... Really looks beautiful. Love this. I love this detail on furniture, by the way. (laughs) I'm just thinking about this. But um, yeah, I thought, oh, that looks so what a great detail that really makes a a big difference. And then last on my list is a color, which I tried to steer clear of color because I like to talk that talk about colors on a different show. But I couldn't help myself because I'm loving this one. So there's two colors that have been in the foreground for the spring there's lots of great spring colors by the way there's a whole palette but two were emerging one i love one i'm like not so sure the one i love is tangerine Love, 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 because this suits all skin tones, and this could be, you know, feminine, it could be masculine, depending on how you wear it, who's wearing it, what you pair it with, Um, and it's definitely uh, something that the fabric will dictate the hue, so you say, well, what's tangerine, so... Again it's a shade of orange obviously that's a lighter shade than orange and that's why it could fit so many different skin tones because you could do something with a more warmer undertone like a golden color which is what I would wear or something cooler a lighter lighter softer peachy color that has a cooler undertone Um, and I think it would just look fantastic. Um, And again how are you going to pair it with you could pair it with Almost anything at all. I would pair it with a neutral. So, a camel, a gray, a brown would be beautiful. Probably not black. I think that might be a little too harsh. But maybe if you, if you, I'm thinking a man's suit, if you had a black suit and you just wanted a pop of color and you did it with a tie and maybe the pocket square, sure, why not? Um, And then the other color that I don't love that's huge for the spring is bubblegum pink. And that's exactly how they're, what they're calling it bubblegum pink. (laughs) So, um, Yeah, I don't love... I do love the color pink, don't get me wrong. But to wear is a different story. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I'm five, so... But it's not to say I wouldn't do accents. I maybe a bag, a scarf. I would definitely do a bubblegum pink lipstick if you know I had a little tan, maybe, (laughs) Um, uh, or little things here and there. I would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't specifically pick a like a pink jacket, let's say. So um, this isn't for everyone, but it's a fun color. And listen, it again a nice departure during these gray days of winter. And after we've seen so many uh, neutral palettes have been popular. It's nice to see some color kind of emerging and coming forward. So again, more options to buy. All right, so I want to mention one thing before, we, before I end. Um, I mentioned I did a collaboration with two influencers from Westchester, and that is dropping today. So we are posting on our social media today. <clears throat> it is oh, the beginning of a little winter wardrobe series. Today is One Blazer, Three Ways. You don't want to miss it. So if you don't uh, follow my Instagram, please do check it out. So I'm, my handle is at WardrobeNV. So it's wardrobe underscore N-V-E-N-V-Y. And the other two gals who are great, great, great influencers—they have got great style—is Ali Alessi and Simply Simone. I'm going to tag them on my Instagram, so you'll be sure and see it. It's posting today, I believe, at four. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 W G C H. Betty Davis, we love you. Ladies with an attitude, fellas that we're in the mood. Don't just stand there, let's get to it. Strike the
0: AM 1490 and FM 105.5 WGCH Greenwich. SA Radio News with Lance Pride. Eight people, including the bus driver, were injured after a bus veered off the road and was left hanging on an overpass in New York City's Bronx. The NYPD said the incident happened at 11.10 p.m. Thursday. The MTA said the bus may have experienced some sort of brake failure or didn't properly navigate the turn. John Sullivan, a left-wing activist, admitted last week that he followed a pro-Trump mob into the Capitol in order to dock.